I'm Chuck Bowen, editor at Lawn and Landscape Magazine, and here at the Lawn Care Radio Network today, we have Sarah Fox from Agrium Advanced Technologies. She's the Sustainability Initiative Specialist at the company, a newly created position, um, and today she's she's on site in Washington, D.C., uh, pounding on the doors of Congress, um, seeing the praises of the uh, specialty chemical industry. Uh, Sarah, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Sarah, you're in D.C. Uh, as part of Planet's Legislative Days and also on sort of a, uh, a, a focused mission of your own. Can you tell me kind of what, what you're up to um, out there uh, th these past couple of days? Yeah, definitely. We, um, Agrium Advanced Technologies, we're, we're, we work in both the agriculture and the lawn and turf and ornamental arena with our enhanced efficiency fertilizers. So. What I'm doing here in D.C. is just going around and getting to know um, legislators and let them know that there is a product out there that um, falls under the chemical synthetic fertilizer realm, but that is called enhanced efficiency fertilizer and giving them a little bit more information and background on the um, environmental responsibilities of the product and how it can help um, address some of the concerns that they have with um, the larger water bodies with surface water contamination and then also groundwater contamination and air, air quality issues as well. So just sort of going around and meeting with people, letting them know who we are and what these products are and how they perform. And what's the response been? What kind of feedback are you getting from, from the politicians? I think so far it's been pretty good. There have been um, quite a few people who um, we're not aware that we were that we <laughs> that we were around and that we existed. There is a lot of misconceptions um, out there about what a fertilizer is and what a pesticide is. Um, we're usually lumped together, so doing some basic education on this is what a pesticide does and this is what a fertilizer does um, has been important. And um, I think they are um, interested in anything where there might be an alternative um, product, but that it could still help address some of the environmental concerns. I don't see anybody backing away from the environmental concerns. People are really concerned, are really worried about that. So um, to have a product out there that is manufactured um, by us, uh, it seems like maybe an opportunity to address some of those. Sure. Um, and you've uh, you've kind of been um, uh, on the forefront, not not uh, not specifically regulatory, but. Uh, what else have you been hearing across the country as far as um, what's happening maybe at a state or local level when it comes to regulatory challenges that lawn care operators should, should know about or should be concerned about? There is a real movement happening, um, and it started pretty aggressively in the Chesapeake Bay area. It's moving into the Mississippi River Basin. Um, it's starting to happen in California, it's happening in Florida, it's happening in some of the other states. And um, basically what it is is people are um, finding high, uh, are concerned about um, high levels of nutrients in their waterways. And um, the way they're starting to address those immediately is by regulating turf um, and the amount of nutrients that can go on to turf, um, urban turf in um, areas. So in the Chesapeake Bay, for example, the, one of the largest crops is grass, is uh, urban lawns. And so an easy way for them to feel like they were addressing some of the nutrient concerns going into the waterways was to regulate how much fertilizer can be put on a lawn. And so um, 
they've, they have been able to regulate it. They've been able to put some rules in place. And I think that it's seen as a success and so and fairly simple um, in the terms of the world of regulators. So I think you will see more and more, if you're a lawn care operator, more and more people being concerned about the kind of products that are being applied to lawns. And fertilizers are being lumped in with pesticides. And um, so the way they're dealing with it is just making some regulations on limiting the amount that can be put down. Um, what we try to do in those areas is make sure there's an exemption for enhanced efficiency fertilizers. We have a one-time application, but it needs to be done at a higher rate. And so we're asking for some of those exemptions. And in asking for that, you spend a lot of time educating people on how the products work and um, what an enhanced efficiency fertilizer is. Well, in, in, your, in your experience lately, kind of um, bringing this kind of perspective to people uh, in the face of increasing regulatory pressure, what kind of things work when you're explaining what it is you do? Uh, because I think that kind of language would be helpful to the average lawn care operator trying to talk to customers or uh, his neighbors or uh, his own um, representatives about, you know, the, the products he uses. Uh, every day. What, what's worked for you? What, what do you think is best there? Well, um, my background is environmental. <laughs> so I come from the uh, sciences, environmental sciences. And so for me, what has worked well has been, has been approaching it from the perspective of being an environmentalist. You know, it's, I know sometimes in our industry it sounds like a bad word, but the reality of the regulators who are working on this, the people who are legislating it, as well as customers, they're concerned about that. They want to know what's going on their lawn or on their parks and how much is being applied and what, what is it going to do to their kids or their pets and also to their water. So everyone's worried about where it flows and is it going to cause any problems. So I usually start out my conversations addressing it head on, talking about the environmental impacts and what the major concern is, and then from there educating about the products. And we're pushing really hard the 4R system which came out of the Fertilizer Institute and they use it a lot in agriculture but I think it's really good in the landscaping realm as well and the four R's don't necessarily say one product is better than another they're just talking about making sure you put down the, the right time the right rate the right amount and the right product so you, you follow that for our system you won't have a problem mm -hmm. and I think if you if you let people know that and you address it and, and you speak truly from the same perspective of, you know, I care about our rivers as well. Here where we live, where we live out in Colorado, everything flows into the river. So, yeah, I don't want to see our river polluted. In Chesapeake Bay area, you're right. We need to clean up the bay. So this is what we're doing to address it. Mm -hmm. And so I started from there. And then, you know, talk a lot about the right kind of nutrition. Um, and if you're using something that's good that will go right to what the plant needs, there shouldn't be any runoff. There shouldn't be any excess. So I, I think it's just addressing that. Um, the other thing I've learned is that we've got some great lawn care people out there who are already doing really good work. I just don't think people know it. I think they're making assumptions and they're assuming something without having that conversation. So from a customer perspective, I think it's really fair to sort of talk about what you're using in the products and how much you're using and what you see when it rains and those kind of things, I think. I think maybe our um, population is getting a little bit smarter where they're paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Now, your role uh, 
with Agrium is to be sort of a, a champion of sustainability. Um, you've been there um, a little bit more than a year. What what have you been able to accomplish um, internally at Agrium to, to bring that sustainability message to the fore? Uh, well, we, we've done a couple of things at Agrium. Um, Agrium Corporate has a sustainability report. And so we've really been focusing on that bigger picture sustainability report and then where Agrium Advanced Technologies fits into that. So what are our environmental impacts and what are some ways that we can try to address those? And just initially starting that conversation, because we've already been doing it, it's just focusing it a little bit more. We also formed an internal green team to push the envelope a little bit more. So um, I decided that when, when we're going to go out there and we're talking to people about this stuff and we're talking about sustainability, in addition to having products that are very sustainable, we as a company have to be walking the walk as well. So the green team is looking at some of our internal things like our paper use and our energy use and figuring out ways that we can try to cut back on that. Um, I also spend a lot of time talking to customers, so I work with our salespeople and give them the messaging that they need, but then also when customers come and do um, trainings with us or come through, I'll sit down and talk to them as well and offer information about sustainability and ways that you as a company could either become more sustainable or how you could communicate that message. So it's been a lot of educating. Interesting. Could could you give could you give our listeners today maybe two or three key points that they might be able to take home to their to their companies uh, if they want to become more sustainable? I think um, one thing that's really important is to make sure the management's committed to it. So um, defining sustainability as a company is really important. And when we talk about sustainability, um, really making sure people understand that it's beyond just environmental. Um, what has been so great about the movement of sustainability is that it includes people, planet, and profit. We talk about the three Ps or the triple bottom line. And the idea is that if you're taking care of the environment, you should be making a profit. And at the same time, you need to take care of your communities and your people. And if you do all those things together, then you're truly a sustainable company. If you only focus on your environmental impact, you might not make money. Actually, there's a good chance it's going to cost you more. <laughs> if you only <laughs> focus on your economics, then you could be doing something to the environment or to your people that you don't necessarily want. And the reality is we all work in communities. And if you don't care to take care of your communities, then you're kind of missing the boat across the board with your employees and your people. So um, really communicating that sustainability message as a company, getting your hands around it, management first, saying, yeah, you know, we want to be sustainable. It's always something to work towards. There is truly, even the uh, most innovative companies out there in this world have not achieved it yet. So it is something that you can always work towards. But getting them to set some goals, I think, is really important. So looking at some major issues that you might have right now that are costing you money, but that you think have an environmental impact as well, and setting some goals of how you might address those, how you might reduce them. Um, Focusing on your employees, figuring out ways to help them with what they're doing, looking at your um, energy use. Is there a way that you as a company can cut back on that and then save some money? Is it worthwhile investing in changing some systems out um, so that in the long run you'll be saving electricity? Um, sort of like the when you look at things through the sustainability lens, you evaluate them from a bigger picture. So if you were to put in something like solar panels, well, it costs a lot of money. 
usually, to put those in. There's a payback depending on where you live. There's um, more incentives that work towards it. And then you know, obviously, you're putting more energy into the electric grid. So evaluating all those things together and then deciding as a company, you know what, we want to we want to pursue this one. Um, we're going to go for it. So I, I think that's an important thing to do as a company is really sit down and talk about it and come up with something simple. There's always the low-hanging fruit. Paper reduction is an easy first step to take. And then most importantly is sharing it with the employees so that they can speak to it and are proud of it, but then also with your customers. So really letting people know what you're working on and what you're working towards and asking them for help to work towards that. Um, and I'd also say joining in with the community a little bit more. If, if there are some groups in your area that have started, you know, why not go out on a limb and join one of those different groups that you might not have normally participated in. But anything um, like a green building group would be great for lawn care officials to get involved in, or lawn care companies. Or um, we have in our area something that's called Green Drinks, and it's mostly environmental people who get together, and they share topics and information and have drinks. But if some people from this industry start to go to those, then there's an opportunity to educate this other other group of people on what you're doing mm -hmm. and um, what you're trying to work towards. So I guess those would be the couple of things I I would uh, suggest. Great. Well, I know um, Agrium recently joined um, the U.S. Green Building Council. Um, tell me tell me what that does for Agrium and what you guys are trying to accomplish with that new partnership. Sure. The U.S. Green Building Council is a group that uh, rates, has a system in place that's called LEED, L-E-E-D. Mm -hmm. uh, LEED, LEED is a rating system, Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. It's a rating system that buildings get. So they can be existing buildings, it can be a neighborhood even, it can be a school, it can be new construction. And if you decide you're going to go for LEED, those are the terms that people use, you follow a process to get there, and you earn a certain number of points to um, be able to get this designation. Most people know about LEED now. There are plaques on the outside of buildings. It's becoming more popular and more of a conversation, even in federal and states have come out saying all our buildings are going to be LEED. On the site portion of LEED, there are points that you can achieve for sites, for um, outdoor landscaping and how you take care of the site. And um, within that, there is an opportunity for us as an industry to really get in the door and start talking a little bit more about fertilizer, good fertilizer and use. And so the 4R kind of system within these green buildings and really promoting how, as people who work on sites, we're just as concerned about the impact the site is making as we are the building. Um, so Agrium, we joined U.S. Green Building Council. I am uh, myself a lead AP, which means I can sign off on buildings um, to get them certified. Mm -hmm. And um, we can, you can achieve a couple of points if you're using an, uh, enhanced efficiency fertilizer and document it. Um, there is a lot of opportunity and areas where we need to provide education because I'll tell you this group doesn't necessarily know a lot about fertilizers and um, they don't know a lot about pesticides either. So it's sort of a newer group. It works on consensus-based. Um, I think it's a movement that is not going to go away. And so we saw it as an opportunity for us to get in there and, and start talking about really taking care of that turf or the grounds on the outside of the building. And what you put on them is just as important as what you're putting inside the ductwork. 
in those buildings. Mm-hmm. So that's why we joined. Great. Well, uh, Sarah, thank you very much for taking the time today to come on the Lawn Care Radio Network. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It was a great opportunity. Uh, once again, I'm Chuck Bowen, editor at Lawn and Landscape Magazine, uh, here today with Sarah Fox from Agri Room Advanced Technologies on the Lawn Care Radio Network.